Welcome to episode three of K is for Kinky. We kind of thought we were going to do an episode about our goals and wishes and hopes for 2023. We ended up taking a detour. Um, I really hope you enjoy where we went with it. Um, Ultimately, what we want is for you to like the episode. So please like it and, (laughs) and let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the K is for Kinky podcast. This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. Hey there, you're listening to K is for Kinky, and I really sounded like a camp counselor who <laughs> doesn't actually know the kids yet. That was really awkward. I sort of regret opening. Today period. we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to this year in terms of play stuff. Probably should have started with this episode. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. It's cool. We're on episode three and only now are we acknowledging <laughs> that it's January and we're looking at our year ahead. It's okay to have a slow start. We also started with an episode that was uncaffeinated and we realized that that is not a good way to do things. But to our credit, we were dealing with holidays and kids and uh, so it happened. It was that or nothing. Um, So we're going to talk today about our kinky dreams, wishes and goals for 2023. Um, Like regarding play, right? I don't know if we should put any caveat on it let's just have it be an open umbrella um i think we should also throw some polyam wishes and goals in there because i feel like some things like that would throw i was gonna say would throw up i feel like that would also come up (laughs) in in the conversation um miss jen tell me all of your deep dark twisted fantasies no of what things you've not been able to do that you want to do to me tell me what you want to do to me no you know i it's so easy so something that that i do want to learn for you is cupping that is not even kinky um but well but it can't but once i learn how to cup then we can use it for other reasons the reason i want to learn it for you is for medical reasons but obviously there is crossover yeah i would like for you to learn cupping cupping is a really interesting thing in case you're listening and you're like not 100 percent what it is um there's a couple ways to cup you can do fire cupping or you can do suction cupping basically but there are these little like bell-shaped jars sometimes that are like curved so that they actually can hug like a calf muscle or like an arm muscle and um you suction 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 and it actually will pull and like it basically breaks down parts of like tension and muscle i don't know the medical part okay honestly i'm way in over my head right now we have not started the research it yet it hurts like a son of a bitch you gotta well, be you careful talk about why the medical stuff my no, medical no, just briefly why this came up i have stupid feet that's because <laughs> i have stupid legs if i use cups on my legs they help my feet that's basically the long and short of it well and um, she discovered this in during physical, physical therapy, therapy yeah. and they used cups and it actually made a ginormous difference in the problems that she has with her feet, yeah. ankles, etc. So it's just, it makes sense to learn how to do this skill proficiently, but it also would be great for scenes. I will say there is more risk involved with cupping because not only is it a medical procedure that actually can help, but they warned me in physical therapy, I could only get it done once a week. So it's not like Miss Jen could learn this and like every day I'm like, cut me baby. Unless we did like the, apparently there are like lighter level cups. Silicone. 
Yeah, that like don't cause as much pain and they, they're not quite as effective, but they're effective over long term. But regardless, those I could use more often. I would love yeah. for you to learn cupping. I'm a right. little afraid of you using it in non-medical ways Why? because it'll hurt just for the sake. Why would you be afraid of that? You're such a sadist. It's just so obvious, and the the light in your eyes. Oh, this is why you want to be able to look at me. You can't you can't see it, folks. But I'm going to describe to you a glitter in her beautiful green brown eyes. Green. There's a little bit of green in there. Yeah, you got a tiny speck. It's beautiful. Your eyes are gorgeous. They're like autumn. Oh boy. You have okay, autumn anyway, eyes. Cupping. Yay. Autumn eyes. I, she just doesn't like me to call her beautiful. You know, if you're going to talk about cupping me just for the sake of hurting, then I'm going to punish <laughs> you with telling you how beautiful you are. Oh man. It's actually not really a punishment, but she can barely stand it. Like. Mm. Anyways, moving on. One of my goals for Kink is to do another role play scene with you. I kind of feel like it would be fun to do some sort of an interrogation scene with you. I think us having our role play conversation from last year, um, technically, because it was like two weeks ago, but technically it was last year, <laughs> made me realize that we underutilize role play and I want to change that. I think it would be fun to do that. Um, I also want you to wrestle me just regularly. Miss Jen is trained in wrestling, and she even... Oh, no, le- I'm not. She literally led How with this. How do you this. say that? Okay, excuse me. Hold on. <laughs> you not trained in wrestling. In our dating period, which lasted about two weeks, and then we were together. I guess you could say that we've been dating this entire what time. What does a lesbian bring to a second date? A U-Haul. <laughs> Thank you um, for that hackneyed joke. Um, anyways, she led with... Well, I used to wrestle in high school. No. And I know things. <laughs> like when I was a kid, I took wrestling at the Y. You <laughs> like presented it in a way more like 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 older way, and you presented no, it didn't. like you could utilize it. You might have bait and switched me because I thought I was going to be. I in mean, a relationship. I did like pretend wrestling as a pro. Exactly. But that, that but the, that was layered onto that's the information. Not wes- being trained in wrestling. You almost said wrestling. I know. <laughs> Is that not wrestling? That's not wrestling. So that's a South Park reference. Um, well, I anyways. almost said twain. <laughs> I almost twained in wrestling. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, I was led to believe that you would wrestle me more, and you never do. And one time. I'm old now. That's not an excuse for you. You're not that old. I mean, all joking aside, you're definitely young enough to wrestle me to the ground. Um, so I'm hoping for some I more primal. softer flooring. Some more primal wrestling. Um, and I also like for you to just lay on top of me more because it's comforting. You're like my little weighted blanket. I just get you a weighted blanket? No, I want you. I want you as the weighted blanket. <sighs> oh, gosh. Anyways, those are my wishes. That was it. Episode done. So I also... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you don't get any more wishes. You get to learn cupping for me and you have to wrestle me. Well, that first one was was for your benefit. I mean, I guess it's all like you're not going to cup other benefit. people. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying like that started off as a thing that would help you physically. But the other thing that I've been talking about wanting to learn is short whips. Like I would love to Florentine with with short whips like I do with floggers. But with that'd be whips. really sexy. I'm, yeah. I'm a good candidate to bottom for that because of my high pain tolerance and because I have done whips. I've bottomed to whips a couple times before and it's always been enjoyable so that speaks to the tops. Oh, like the tasting me. boots? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It speaks to being... <laughs> like, wait, what? Well, it speaks to the tops who've topped me, but it also speaks to potentially my compatibility 
with whips. So that'd be fun. That'd be down. Yeah. For I always, whenever I watch um, Mistress Cyan Florentine with, with short whips, I always am like, I want to do that. That's really cool. I mean, it also means investing in them. Well, you'd so. also probably want to apprentice. Apprentice Jen. Well, no, I'm, I, I, I think I've already told Mistress Cyan that I would like her to uh, teach me the things. That's the so ways. awesome. Yeah. The ways of the whip. The ways of the whip. That could be your, your title for your book for 2023, <laughs> Ways of the Whip. I'm writing a book for 2023. Yeah, about. I already have like three books on the back burner be that like I'm not touched a, a outside of outlining. Autobiography by Jen. And it, it, like, it won't even, yeah. I think I pitched this well. No. Maybe she's I mean, too- technically, floggers are under the category of whip, but I mean single tail type style okay. whip. Okay. Um, I'm talking about I ways of the I'd whip. throw that in there. Not flings of the flog. Like, I don't... <laughs> this isn't a flogger oh God, book. So much alliteration. You're welcome. I'm trained. I, 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 I enjoy alliteration. If I was really clever, I'd come up with some alliteration right now. You but would. I, I don't have the capacity. I always admire alliteration. I'm done. This is... <laughs> This is, she's done. <laughs> Anywho's, so those are a couple of playthings that I would like to learn that I have zero experience at. Because whips have never, bef- never like single tails and things like that have never been, a, a, even though it was the very first class I ever went to in the scene. That's another story. Um, they've never, and I've bottomed very lightly to them. It's never been something that has caught a huge interest for me. Probably because as a bottom when I was a bottom I was more about thud than sting so they were never my favorite um but yeah I think I would like to foray into <clears throat> oh <laughs> you want to finish that there my water Miss Crokey Crokerson so taking the reins here we're 11 minutes into this podcast it might be less than that after the editing but we have basically come up with a short list of things we want to do and I am at a loss. What else are we supposed to talk about? Well, I'm trying to think because you didn't want to come up with what we were going to talk about beforehand. No, I strongly believe in improv. Yeah. Even at high risk. (laughs) So, well, here's something. One of the things that we've been looking into that we've been working on is opening our relationship with Polyam. And um, we have kind of briefly talked about this throughout a couple of episodes at the YouTube channel, etc. But basically, two years ago, I expressed an interest in opening – we had a weird bump in the road that occurred, but basically we decided we're not ready yet, but let's go ahead and, you know, work on ourselves and keep looking at opening. That was kind of where we landed at the end of what was it? Well, like and we, decided, we decided to close up shop, focus on our stuff, our relationship, our dynamic, and then that we would start with poly play yeah and we kind of move forward from we, there we had decided two years ago, no, we're not ready, but yes, the on the horizon, let's go ahead and basically do this um and this year this past year 2022 we did open to poly play and we're still about like six months into that maybe it's going really well um i would hope for us for this year that we can continue to build poly play relationships and also potentially talk about opening further into poly it's a little bit nerve-wracking to talk about that because it's like once you take the can off the worms the worms are out of the can and then the bait works and fish come up. Okay, that no, was just really, gross. really, really <laughs> bad metaphor. You can't put the You're worms back in the this can. Appealing. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube? Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> Let's once just you switch start, metaphors. <laughs> once people exist in your life, like you can't be like, Oh, this is inconvenient, back it up. Like, you know, so Well very... that's why we started with Polyplay too, so that you and I could if we hit a bump that's too big or if we need to pause, it's not 
saying, you know, hey, I've started dating you and now we need to stop. It's, hey, we've started to play and I need to take a break, which is a lot more, more reasonable. reasonable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So but that's I would why we're doing it this way. I would hope by the end of 2023 that if it's organic, we can talk about you know, opening to dating. That would be cool. I just don't, I mean, it's also like a terrifying proposition because, you know, I was, I was talking about this uh, a couple days ago with somebody else, but it's the hypothetical and the not knowing when it comes to particularly polyam, but also like any sort of planning that makes me so anxious. Like the thought of you dating some imaginary person I don't know, um, and having to deal with all of this troubles that come with processing that is terrifying um, versus the reality of we open and say yes it's okay to potentially date and here are the things the way we want to move through it if we meet the right people and then me actually meeting a person who's interested in you and them being delightful and it being fine like also to be fair our own history and also my history of poly has not always been great so you know it's not that this is a first well for me it's not a first poly situation but I've had like most people you know a lot of bad poly situations so I have that baggage to work through and also our relationship started poly but was not great well in one direction it was fine and in another direction it was not so we have some of that stuff to work through it's it's I just wanted to say like there's some stuff for us to unpack which is why it also can be scary probably as opposed to neither of us has any experience and this will be great and not knowing the pitfalls yeah no we're we're aware of many of the pitfalls (laughs) um so we're kind of open but anyways we're open to handling the pitfalls um but I I would hope that we continue to progress I would say in our poly journey because I think with the way it's going now it's just adding so much to our life like I'm, I'm having so much joy having play partners and being allowed to have more intimate friendships you know by the time this episode goes out you've had more uh follow through with poly play like in the last six months that we've been open to poly play you've played with other people at least six or more times by the time this episode goes out I will have played twice (laughs) with somebody else well (laughs) to my credit I have a strong drive to form other relationships it's just sort of something that I've always wanted to be able to do um I also seem to have sometimes a higher play drive than you you Um, also have a day off well, I take days off. I have I have take. more flexibility and free time than you, yeah. but I also make more time than you for myself. And I'm trying to help you make more time for yourself. We're working on that. You not having the ability or time is not really what's stopping you. You could take more time. And well, we are working. Part of it. We're working on it. There's one thing that I find that makes it hard for me to take time off is that when I come back, I'm like even more overwhelmed with all the things. Like going yeah. on vacation when we did was like, yeah, it's great. I, I need to take that time. And then I come back and I'm like, oh. You were a grumple. You were a grumple when we came back. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that speaks a lot to a little bit of my ability to prioritize because I do have a little bit more free time than you in some cases. But I think it also says a lot about the fact that I am focusing on relationship building and self-care a little bit more than you. And I'm trying to help you do that. So don't lay at my feet the fact that you've only played twice. You could have played like four times if you wanted or more, maybe. Anywho. This is the episode. That was it. <laughs> Do you have more to say? Well, you were talking about like we're doing poly play and like looking towards like future goals of that. Yeah. 
that there's nothing more like we're not gonna have oh, you a poly- were gonna get more about that you didn't want to get more specific no you i don't want to wanted- have a polyam episode I don't want to do that because I'm not comfortable having a polyam episode when we're basically newbies at it. I'm wondering if people are interested in us talking about our opening up journey as we go through it. I mean, so if we were going to do that on the podcast, which we're still recording on right now as we have this conversation. Yeah. No, no, no. Because I'm posing it to the people listening. I mean. Like, is it something that you, the listener, would be interested in kind of hearing our progress as we go through this. I have a lot of faith in our relationship and in your and my ability to communicate. <laughs> I also think it's like honey boo-booing ourselves to be like, listen to us as we do the thing and watch us as we struggle and succeed. Like that, I mean, yes, I bet people would listen to that. Also, if our relationship exploded during that time, people would listen to that too. Like, it's well, not, I'm, maybe not the best oh and God. healthiest That's thing. Such a negative way to look I'm at it. I'm just saying, sometimes, like, it's sort of like, hey, we're going to be um, going to therapy because we're having serious problems in our relationship. And well, we're going to okay. record those things no, 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 and no, no, put no, no, them no. on. on. And will me, you listen to no, this? No, no, let me, let me restate. As we go through this, pro- like, for example, we just talked about how we've opened up to poly play and that we've had some time to play with other people. Yeah. And that that's going good so far and that you have compersion and I'm more in the neutral zone, but that's fine. Like, I want cool. you to have compersion. Can you can you grow compersion? Can I put seeds of compersion in you? It's <laughs> not will really they, how it works. Will they blossom? But neutrality is okay. Like we get along with each other's play partner people and we can all hang out and like... It's fine. Well, let me cuddle people in front of you. Oh, my God. Okay. What I was getting at was... Let's just say the the neutrality is also neutral zone around me. I can't... I don't want to see it. I know what's going on, but keep it away from me. But I'm glad you have compersion. I do not need seeds of compersion. This right here, the discomfort you feel as I... Well, as I say these things, (laughs) this discomfort is why I suggest we don't update people as we're experiencing polyam because well, these no, are but this is what my point is that i'm not suggesting that we record as we have the initial conversations around stuff like we're doing it right now this initial po- conversation right. right now don't record this no no, no record this it's fine <laughs> but like i'm saying like moving forward it wouldn't be hey we're gonna sit down and talk about you know where we're at with poly we don't know what's gonna happen but let's turn on the microphones and just see what happens. I'm talking about having those conversations privately, but then being on the podcast saying, hey, like this is something we've recently gone through. This is how it went. This is how it was resolved, right? Or this is where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like recaps, not like in the moment, raw dogging it in the. <laughs> like- <laughs> Let's raw dog polyam and put it on the podcast. Um, does that make more sense? It does make sense, but I have a question for you. What about the people that we're dating? What if they don't want to be on the podcast? What if they don't well, want their relationship with us? Or... What if they don't want their relationship with us and their experiences with us to be referenced on the podcast? I mean, it's kind of well, a then risky... we would talk to them about it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not <laughs> really I, you know ours to on. give... Hold on. Hold on. Well, it's, you're uh, asking me words. a question. Now I have, I'm a fr- I have a phrase to say. Oh, my it's God. It's not really our story to promise or give away because, yeah, right now it is. Right now, we are closed. We have poly play experiences that we can reference, you know, blurrily, you know, and and we can get consent from people if we want to talk more, right? Like that is possible. But as as soon as you get into more romantic entanglements, I feel like those people deserve to have a lot of say. And this podcast, if we were going to be talking about polyam stuff, I would feel we need to include them. 
And it's also just risky. Like, I, there's a power imbalance there. Like, we, uh, hey, want to date me? I have a podcast and everything we do will end up on it in no, some capacity. Like, that's I kind of. Never, no, because how I'm imagining it is more in very general terms. Like, yeah. So, and I'm just making up this scenario right now because we're not dating yet. I mean, you and I are dating, but yes, you and people. I are dating yet. We have been dating yet for five years. <laughs> but like, and for counting. example, it it might be like, so yeah, we want to talk about, um, you know, what what happened, you know, this past week when it comes to our opening up journey. Eden had a date with someone, and these feelings came up for me, Miss Jen, and this is how it came about, and. We stumbled a bit or we had a conversation that went really well or this is where we ended up. Like, I don't – I think it can be focused on us and our journey. It can, but what about if I'm specific. the person who went on the date with me? So let's say that I'm person – went on a date with yourself? What? Okay, what if I'm person X? Person X is the one that went on a date with me and you're the one that had feelings and person X thought everything was fine and they listened to the podcast and it's like – Hi, I'm Miss Jen, and I had feelings that were not the best about person X going on a date with my partner. Like, that's not how I would want to find that out. Like, I mean, yes, it's possible that you commit to trans that we commit to transparency with everybody before we put anything on a podcast. Yeah, but I'm just we saying, could also, it's we could also, ethically, it's kind of blurry. We could also make sure that we look at what information is given on the podcast, right? And anything that would be like that versus here's something we worked through, right? Because right. if somebody hears like, oh, she had a feeling, but they also worked through it and here's a tool they used or here's how they're fe- feeling now, like we can decide I that suppose, along the way. I mean, I, I guess that's, that's not really, that's not unethical. And I also feel like when ta- enough time has passed, it's not as much unethical because it it's, there's enough span between the incident and when you talk about it even indirectly or like not with names there's enough time that passes that like it's not clear who that was about so like it does protect the person's anonymity and it does create kind of the possibility that you're speaking of something else so that it's not personal if you're talking about something something that you experienced with somebody else that you know what I mean like yeah maybe person x hears the podcast but maybe you're actually talking about person y well right but that couldn't happen if oh the the, the date I just went on one week ago is what I report the week later in the podcast you went on two dates in one day (sighs) I'm not that (laughs) capable of focusing on people um but I, I mean Sorry, there's a hummingbird out the window. Oh, I'm glad you interrupted the podcast for that. That was a good call. No, it's a sweet call. I'm glad you did that, actually. Well, the it's been rainy, nice. and we haven't seen them. They've actually been out in the rain. I've seen them in the rain. Oh, okay. I've seen some rain hummingbirds. But yeah, I think the ethics of talking about relationships, um, for me, that are active is not clear. Like it's okay. un- We'll start with stories from like back in the beginning of our relationship or like before we met and then by the time we get to where we are now it'll have been a while (laughs) yeah I think it's just like you know even like with what we referenced about the thing that happened two years ago like it's not that it's unethical to talk about it I think it's actually quite ethical to be able to discuss the impact that that had on our relationship um it's not so much that I question the whether or not that was okay and it's also in the past it's for us under the bridge and we, and we're not exposing anyone. We're not no, naming people. Also, we, we were closed at the time and we still are. So it's not like I'm talking about somebody that I was in a relationship with and I'm, you know, yeah. opening that up. 
But even if I was, like, I talk about my relationship with my ex all the time, like, because it happened. Granted, they're probably not listening to the podcast. No, they're probably not. But even if they were, it happened six years ago. And that's not something that they get to decide my my right to tell my story. So in that sense, like, I guess I'm kind of making a point against myself when I say, is it ethical? But I think it becomes, like I said, a little bit more difficult and a little bit more questionable when the people you're talking about or the situations you're talking about are referencing current events that are happening in your life. People who are actively dating you or who you just broke up with, like that's really hard to report on. So when I hear you say, I want to talk about the polyam journey that we're going to go on as it's occurring, to me, I'm like, that is actually, that is why I feel it's blurry with ethical stuff because it's like also- well, As it's I, occurring, I don't mean like real time or, you know, immediately. Well, yeah, I also it's feel more like about as we work through stuff or- It's important to protect- Or make positive yes, realizations. But it's important to know. protect the other partners. Yeah, yeah, and yeah the of other course. People. And so I feel like it's not protection to be like, we have a podcast where we talk about our relationship and we can basically not guarantee- that something that you do or that I experience with you won't in some way be referenced on our podcast. Like that is Well, why don't we do this? After this episode goes out, we'll say, listen to this episode and tell us what you think to the people that we're playing with. I'm just, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't even know if I want this to go out. I mean, we're talking and I'm keeping it going because it is very candid. Um, and yeah. it does, it is an interesting conversation. Like it's completely off the topic. We're now, what, what are we it doing is in off 2023? The topic. Well, but I mean, this is, this could be part of what we're, looking towards in 2023 is opening up our relationship so i mean this is on topic in that way it's not necessarily kink play related but i think it's actually it's what's really interesting to me about this as well first of all i want to say before i say what i'm about to say (laughs) oh geez I do not think of us as celebrities. Um, We are well known in a very small circle and we have about 48. I was going to say four listeners. (laughs) No, we have about 48 regular listeners, which is actually pretty good. It's going up and like our podcast could get pretty big. Um, But also our marketing is rather crappy. We're working on that. That's what I'm looking forward to in 2023 (laughs) is getting the podcast further off the ground. But um even though I would not qualify us as actual celebrities, we do have some status. And I feel like there is already inequity, potentially, um, between somebody who has a reputation and who has status and people who might not. And the reason I point that out is not because it's wrong for us to date other people, far from it. More so, I feel we have to be really conscientious of making sure that the platform we have and the power we have is not um, harming other people or is not being used um, in a way that could could make somebody very uncomfortable or damage them and they don't have an ability to push back if they're uncomfortable. You know, and that's kind of the thing. It's sort of like the reason I find it interesting is it's kind of what happens when you date a celebrity. And I'm not saying that we're celebrities, but I'm saying what happens when you date a celebrity? What happens when you have a fight with somebody who has a podcast and they have a platform to be able to talk about that in some way? What is that like? I mean... That is something that I often think about when I listen to other podcasts or other people talking about their past relationships. I wonder, what about those people who don't have a podcast who can't voice what happened to them? 
How does that make them feel to come up in a, in a public forum indirectly, not named, but their situation is brought up in a public forum and the story is told from another perspective, but theirs is not heard. Like that is uncomfortable. It's not wrong. Well, it's I think just keep uncomfortable. In mind too that just like our exit clause in our contract talks about how like if our relationship ever ended, we would not, you know, talk uh, shit, talk shit about each other, etc. I think that, you know, in my opinion, obviously be an assumption that this would never be used to blast anyone or, you know, publicly shame someone or, you know, anything like that. I mean, again, we can talk about our own personal struggle with something, but it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, so and so, blah, blah, whatever. I just I hear that and I. I think this is not a clear cut like this is right, this is wrong. I think it's a complication. I think in a way dating us separately, I don't think you and I are ever going to date the same person just because I don't see one person genuinely being attracted to both of us and actually knowing us. Like I think if people knew us both intimately very well, they would see that you and I are basically opposites living together when it comes to certain things. But anyways – Um, I feel like dating us comes with these pieces and um, because of the podcast, because of our status, um, we're powerful enough or influential enough that it's a little daunting. And I feel worried about being like making polyam a major part of our podcast because I would really like for people that I am dating or playing with to not feel worried. I mean, and maybe we can solve this by being very overt about it and being like, hey, we have a podcast. Are you comfortable with us referencing these things? This may or may not occur. We won't say your name without permission, but are you comfortable? Like making that, that uh, putting it on the table, I feel is. Yeah. There are certain risks is what you're talking about. And yeah, <clears throat> to just, me, yeah. there are certain risks and we can do as much as we can to mitigate those risks. Um, on the other side of it though, the, the reward I feel like, you know, when it comes to non-monogamy, polyamory, etc., there's a lot of stuff out there, books, uh, podcasts, whatever, that kind of show, like, here's the, <clears throat> God, I have major frog today. Hold no, on. I like your little froggy <laughs> voice. It's so cute. It's so cute. Hi, my name is Midian. But it's not. And I have, I have something to say about polyam. <laughs> okay, so... Um, by the way, that's your fable voice and my Cartman voice. And yeah. Um, but I think, you know, there's so much out there that shows like, this is the way to do polyam or whatever, right? This is the way to open up. This is the blah, blah, blah. And it can almost feel like, okay, great. This is how you're quote unquote supposed to do it, but I'm really struggling or this is really hard or whatever, or here's these people you know, out in the world representing it and they're, they've been doing it for a while and they do, they seem to do such a good job. They present such a positive whatever. And I think what's nice, um, is to be able to see people that, that, you know, maybe have it together or seem to have it together or whatever that you can look at and go, Oh, they struggle too. They're human, right? And and to see that they're not alone in the struggle. Um, well, just to be clear, we are very new to polyam. You may have had polyam experiences in your past relationships, but you just sort we of... We as a couple are new to Yeah. It. You yeah. kind of... Every time you are in a new relationship with somebody and you go through this, it's different every time. Well, and also my past experiences in, in polyam were all before I identified as a D-type too. Like this is the first time yeah. 
for me being in a 24-7 power exchange dynamic where I am the D-type and we're opening up to poly. And that is a very different thing. And I've been on the other side. I've, I've in my poly past, I've been the S-type who is with a switch who has a D-type, right? Where the D-type had, it was brand new for them to be in that type of experience where they had never allowed their S-type to be poly. They had always just been the one that was poly. And so we came up against hurdles because of that. And now I'm in that situation, which I recognize is that this is a new thing for me from this viewpoint. I mean, the one thing I would say that intrigues me about being pretty transparent and open about our experience is one, if we were to say, as we are right now, we're really fucking new at this. You might have experience hosting support groups and you might have a lot of reading that you've done. And like, I need to do more reading, to be honest. Right. But we're new we're going to fuck it up. In no way are we flawless. This is really a raw experience of watching two people attempt this. Like that is a little unusual, I feel, because most people present it as, hey, I fucked it up in the past, but now I've got it. Right. They wait till they have it all figured out. And that makes it look like almost like it's easy. That's why I really like, and I know I've, I promote this book all over the place, but the toolkit book by Dan and Don Williams, polyamory toolkit, like I love it so much because I know that it's all, it all comes from them figuring it out, you know, and it's, it's vulnerable for me, I would say more than you in terms of, yes, I mean, I've been running a polyamory support group for eight years I see in my therapy practice, I see a lot of couples who are opening up and going through this exact experience. And well, do you it's really... not a it's not a, a thing where I, I feel I am qualified to do all of that as a therapist, as a moderator. But I think that it's not it's like it's like somebody saying you can't be a therapist who treats people with schizophrenia. If you haven't had schizophrenia, that's not true. You can be qualified to treat people that have things that you don't have, right? Like that would be ridiculous. Um, So I feel qualified in that, but it does, you know, it is a more vulnerable state for me. You know, the fear would be, oh, imposter syndrome. Well, imposter syndrome or, you know, yeah, like she's struggling with this stuff in her personal life. You know, how is she help me with mine? It's almost part of what I want to give people you know, as somebody who supports the polyam community, I, yes, I'm a therapist. Yes, I'm a moderator. Yes, I'm human. And when it comes to my personal relationships, and I think this would be something any, any therapist would say is that you can be great at your job as a therapist. And when it comes to your personal life, now you have emotions involved. And as a therapist, you don't. That's the like kind of the whole point is you're helping people because you're not emotionally invested in the issues they're going through. So it's much easier to see kind of the worldview of what they're experiencing and to make connections that they might not. But in my personal life, those are my real emotions coming in. This is my relationship we're talking about. And all of my human flaws and background and baggage and all those things that, of course, I come in with, right? So it's absolutely vulnerable for me in terms of my profession, but also does it not cause people to look and go, oh, just like, you know, 
helping people in the in the kink world, they go, yeah, I want you to be my therapist because I know you have experienced power exchange that actually makes me want to see you. This could be a similar thing. Like you've experienced what this feels like, not just from a clinical place of how do I communicate better, but you might have an inkling of what it feels like to be sitting in this jealousy or to be sitting in, you know, the struggle with communicating boundaries or whatever it might be, right? So there's pros and cons and there's risk and reward, I think, in all of it. But to me, I'm wondering, is it worth the risk that we take and especially that I take if you look through that lens to offer the reward of people actually seeing the reality of opening up not in its rawest form, you know, not us having initial conversations around stuff, but us step by step being able to say, yeah, this was an issue and we figured it out kind of like people do at the end of like their whole journey, but doing it step by step. I don't know. I mean, I think only you have the right to assess if the risk is worth the reward when it comes to exposing yourself as a human. Um, And that is the thing like, by the way, guys, human. Hi. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm only bringing this up as a comparison, but like there are things that I feel you do really excellently and that you teach really excellently as a therapist that I wish would show up more in communication in our relationship. And the reason I bring it up is because that alone, me saying that right now on this podcast makes you a little uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable because it's true. And also because it's kind of very, very, very personal, intimate, and doesn't need to be public knowledge. That's why I didn't go into specifics. But if you wanted to do this, that is why I brought this up now. I'm literally giving you this tiny taste of what it would feel like to be that, that vulnerable with something that you are a profession, professional about in other areas. Well, and I think and that's I, your choice. I would hope that people would separate the professional from the human. You know, it's... I, I think you are so wise, so kind, so genuinely skilled and intuitive as a human that mistakes that you and I will make or things that we will struggle with, not only will they be relatable, but I don't think you're going to do something that is going to be so weird, bad, or just poor form that you would be ashamed to share it. I don't think that's going to happen. So I feel to me, this is just me weighing in on that risk that you're afraid of or that you're bringing up, which is valid of how will this reflect on me as professional. I think that for the most part, you will be fine. But I think that there are times like what I brought up, like there are things that need to be worked on and things that will come up for both of us that you won't you won't be able to stand behind that wall of professionalism. It, It would show things that you have to work on. And if you want to do that, that's also one of the reasons I look at this and I go, this is one of the most vulnerable journeys that a couple can go on, opening your relationship. And also, I mean, I, I automatically go to the protective place. I automatically feel protective and you know concerned for the welfare of any future partners because they're not making the decision to do this with us. We are. And we re- would really need... Well, we would need to mitigate that. We'd really we need would, to mitigate that. We'd yeah. really need to be transparent and to act in a way that is protective over those people, not only of their names, but of their experiences, their willingness to to have things on here. You know, and that would be my contingency if you really wanted to go with this. I'm not 100% against it, but I mean, I will say like, it would be kind of cool to have a podcast be out there that's happening closer to real time than it is a memory about things that have happened because I think there is this that's the cat. <laughs> that's Echo. Hi Echo. Hi Echo. 
Hi, do you want to be on the podcast? Do you want to say something? He's a pod kitty. I you want to say something, or are you just going to sit with your butt to the microphone? Oh, it winked at me. God, <laughs> I always see his fucking butthole. Are you interested in... Uh, uh, uh. No, I'm not. Wow. <laughs> um, Whatever that was supposed to be, I'm not interested in that. Cool, because the thing it was supposed to be was me advertising your newsletter so people can see what we do in real life and actually meet us. But that's not what you said. You said, blah, blah, blah. that I'm not interested in. My newsletter, yes, I'm absolutely interested in. I did not see this advertisement <laughs> going this way, but... If you want to stay on top of all the things that I do, we do, including the podcast, but also including everything else, the online support groups, etc., the newsletter is probably the most effective way to find out all the things. And you just go to my website, which is a kinkshrink.com and you sign up there uh how often does it go out once a month at the end of every month to cover the following month do you smile when you write it always always <laughs> yeah so if you want to check out miss jen's beautiful writing and figure out what it's the hell writing it's just what the hell we're doing check out the newsletter at a okay back to the episode i don't remember what i was saying now <laughs> i thought it was good but i guess what I was saying is I would be open to trying this if only because I think that there is this feeling when you meet somebody who is a representative of how to do things right, like with polygam or kink or whatever. You meet these people and you hope and you expect for them to be doing things better than you are. You just do. You know, if somebody writes a book about how to do polyam, you know, or how to avoid pitfalls or things they've been through, you look at them, you say, you're an expert. And I really admired what you wrote. And so you put them on a pedestal. But what if you get in a relationship with somebody like that and they fucking suck? Who believes you? Like, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot because recently we've met somebody who was in a relationship with somebody that started it off with him by saying, I am an expert polyamory. I've read 10 different books. I go to groups, which you should come along with me to. And don't worry, I'm great at communication. And then she acted unethically and did terrible polygam. And the whole time the guy's sitting there going, but I thought you were an expert. Like we put people on pedestals. And I have whether- no idea who you're referencing right now. <laughs> good. That means that I did a good, I did, I did a very good blurry reference. But <laughs> the point is like, it would be kind of cool to be able to talk about this from the standpoint of, I am no expert. I am a noob. I'm a noob. I'm tackling this. I'm trying my best. I'm using these resources. How am I doing? Like, and that I would think be also kind to, of refreshing. And I think, yeah, and I think also to say, for me especially, I have history in polyam. I have experiences in polyam. This experience is from a very different place. You know, it's it's it like I've I've had years of experience. And in this configuration, I'm brand spanking new. So you what know? do we, by the way, call this episode now? Because we're at like almost a 50 okay. minute see? mark. <laughs> yeah. See? But I think this is good for 2023. Like as we look ahead, this might be part of what we're looking at is not just the play stuff, but a year, the poly stuff too. Like I don't a year know. <laughs> of cups and thrups. We, you just said that we we probably will never have a thruple because nobody would. <laughs> No one would be able to put up us. with both. We can barely put up with both of us. Um, no, we are an interesting balance. I would say it's like fire and water, but it's probably more like a goblin and like troll. Are you the troll? I don't know. You made yourself. We both know. I I'm know the that's goblin. an internet term, so I shouldn't say that. We both that's, know I'm, I'm the a goblin troll, like online or anything. You made yourself a troll in this analogy. I don't know, like a hermit, a, a goblin and a hermit 
<laughs> or like a dragon. Yeah. It's like a goblin a and a dragon. dragon in a cave. Are you in a cave? Why do you have to make it cute? Because you're adorable. I'm a fucking dragon. <laughs> um, well, that's kind of Random. what we have for the episode. But I did want to add in a couple of other things that I had been brainstorming this whole time that I would also want to do. I've been switching for like basically six months now. Um, I'm not – I have a high play drive to a degree, but I'm not really super – interested in having like a bajillion play partners i do just kind of feel interested in continuing to develop relationships i have and in exploring topping more i really am enjoying it um i'm really loving that piece so for me i would be remiss if we ended this episode and i didn't mention that i've really enjoyed being able to top i'd like to do more of it i'd like to expand my skill set um and to continue to form kink relationships and friendships and bonds you know i want to fucking go to parties that we're not hosting this year that's another goal that I have for 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, polyam completely taken to the side since it basically eclipsed the episode. I want to have an experience as a member of the scene instead of a facilitator. And I've never really been able to do that since yeah, my first we're, year. We're trying to set up a schedule of our own events that will make it possible for that. So hopefully that'll happen. Hopefully we'll get confirmed for you know dates and it'll work out that way. But I think, for example, after this episode, if we talk to the people that we play with and like we could have another episode where we reflect upon topping a friend like that's general and we have lots of friends. Nobody would know who the hell we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like having that experience and like after that's finished, how do you feel about it? And like whatever, like I think it would just be and, and how did we all like I don't know. I just think it might be interesting to people. I would like to come up with a list of ground rules. I think we should offer people. We should definitely be checking in with people and asking and confirming if we can reference them. Um, But moving on to one last final thing for this episode. Um, What I wish for myself, for my dominant, and for everybody who is out there listening for 2023 from a kink journey standpoint, and a polyam one as well, but let's just focus on kink for a second here. I really hope that however you identify, um, switch S-type, D-type, like somewhere else entirely. Maybe you're just a kinkster. Maybe you have a particular fetish or a particular thing you love. I hope that you, and for myself, I hope that I am able to really embrace and settle into the roots of how I identify. So for me, that as a switch means digging into who I am as a, as a submissive to my, my dominant, you know? Um, but it also means reaching forward and reaching out into who I can be as a top, allowing myself to reach a state of balance and security in who I am and how I'm operating and in strengthening the dynamic and the relationships that I have. Because to me, building those and having those be good is the most important thing and it's going to allow me as a kinky person to to live a fulfilling life do you think 2023 will be the year of you trying an implement as a top i think by the end of 2023 (laughs) i'll be using implements um for anybody who's listening who doesn't already know this about me i have a standard that i won't move on from one implement or one thing until i feel i have reached a certain mastery over it and right now i am focusing on my body as an implement so hands on basically Um, and I have various parts of my body to work with. Right. So I, you know, I'm working with all of those things and trying to get really good at understanding, um, physiology, biology, whatever of the bottom. Like I want to learn more about anatomy before, um, I move on and I want to learn more about how I can manipulate other people using my body, um, before I pick up 
any other implement. So I definitely would hope that in a full year's time, I feel I have mastered that and can move on to my first implements. What would you want your first implement to be, you think? I think my first implement, I think I'd probably start with some more simplistic ones that I feel I could master uh, quicker. So I would probably start first with like statistics. Um, I'm interested in statistics. Um, Wartenberg wheels, I think, would be something that I'd like to kind of be able to figure out. But uh, vampire over gloves, crops and paddles. We're just. <laughs> I actually am deliberately avoiding talking about crops and paddles. I'm looking at oh. other types of more specialized implements because. The first implement that is, I feel, harder to master that I want to put my hands on is not a crop or a paddle. It's a flogger. Well, that takes more I know. practice. Yeah. I know. So what I want to do is look at a couple of implements in the meantime that are, I feel, faster and quicker to Oh, that's why I master. threw out crops and paddles. I think that crops and paddles, while they can be swung in land, to me, like, I, I can do that with my hand. I don't want to be separated from my bottom by an implement unless that implement is doing something that I cannot achieve. Oh, that trust. I know that it can hurt worse. I know it can hurt worse. I know that it can be a different feeling. Like I'm a bottom. Like I know those things feel differently, but that's not what I want to offer as a top personally. Like to me, those aren't my favorite sensations necessarily. And I know I can learn how to use crops and paddles, um, but they separate me from the bottom. And and so for me, like even the other implements I mentioned, like Wartenberg wheel and statistic, like they separate me, but they're doing something that I really, I really can't achieve that, you know? Oh my god, that's the cat. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for asking. Um, another thing that I'm really interested in learning how to do is wax play. I, I really like bottoming to that, and I think that wax play is a really beautiful art form. I want to learn how to do that. So I have very specialized okay. things that I want to be able to master, with the exception of a couple here and there that I might learn um, in between that are a little bit easier to pick up. All right, just thought I'd ask. No, it's a good thing to ask, and it's weird that I feel the way that I do. I know I'm being weird in the same way that it was weird that for a very long time I would not eat beef or pork. Like... For the reasons I wouldn't do that were spiritual and also not defined by any known religion. They were just defined by me <laughs> as spiritual for myself. Like, I'm an oddball. Welcome to my world. Hi, I'm Eden. Ooh, <laughs> ending on this. No, I think I'll, I'll end by saying it sounds like we have plenty to look forward to in 2023, both with one another and others. And that's cool. That's good. I mean, this conversation. This was. I'm not going to say it didn't go off track. This part. This. It wasn't what we expected. This episode was a raw dog conversation. I am feeling vulnerable after sharing. I think it was still mostly light, and I would like people's opinions about it. So now you're hearing us raw dog. If people are like, nah. I'm good. Like, there's enough books and other shit out there about Polly. I don't need to hear your thing about. Okay, fine. We don't have to worry about. (laughs) But if people really would find it useful and, you know, meaningful for them to, I don't know, I just, I feel like sometimes the reward may be worth the risk and mitigating the risk as much as possible. I mean, that that's what kink is, right? So what you're hearing from Miss Jen is that she's placing a, a lot of stock. It's a, it, that was definitely not, it was a rhetorical. But I wanted a, a con- confirmation. Yes, you want, <laughs> sorry. So you want a prop to confirm. You're not really wondering what I think. Yes, Miss Jen, that is it's what it's like all about. Cake, right? Mitigating risk yes. for pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now you say what you're going to Are you say. happy? Yes. You basically puppeteered me. Yes. Your hand was up my ass for a second. You um, wish. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so uncomfortable we were just kidding it's funny haha that was only so oh my joking. god human a human puppet 
Okay. That's a whole scene. I'm not doing it, but that's... Why not? For other people, it's an idea. What if I wanted that? I'm trying to save you from people listening to this that you don't want to make. I'm trying to depersonalize it right now. Miss Jen is really placing a lot of stock in you responding to this episode <laughs> with some sort of review or, like, just comment in our Discord or, like, a message... Um, so at the end here, I am going to please beg you, respond to us, let us know. Maybe um, I'll put it on Instagram. I'll pose the question. <laughs> I think this one went really weird, um, but thank you for, for sticking in there with us. And we'll see you next time here at K is for Kinky. Bye.